All right, and we're live. So today we've got a great guest. It's Mark Loeffler from uh, Keller Williams in Hamilton, Burlington area. He's actually an agent in the office that I work at. So Mark, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're on the show. Uh, sure. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, my name is Mark Loeffler, as you just said. The, um, I've been number one individual agent for Keller Williams Canada for the last two years. And I guess my uh, niche would be in investment properties. And, um, yeah, I own 35 rental properties myself, and I've been investing for 11 years. And I've, been, I've only been a realtor for four years. And, uh, yeah, I basically got into real estate to do my own deals. Okay. So since it's the niche agent, is it niche or niche for you? Uh, it's got to be niche. Okay, since we're Canadian. <laughs> okay, so right. why don't you start backwards and kind of start where you got started before you were in real estate and then how it kind of progressed into, into investments. So before I got into real estate? Yeah, what were you doing before that? Uh, so before I worked for Canon, uh, selling uh, paper and paper accessories that I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then that led me to Dulce de Roos, um, Real Estate Riches. I read that, basically gave me a financial model or numbers to work with to figure out how I should be buying properties, and then I just started buying properties. So when did the switch happen for you from buying those properties into realizing you wanted to get into real estate? Like real estate full-time? Yeah, yeah, as a professional. Well, so I guess before I became a real estate agent, I actually had a, a company that did uh, rent owns. Okay. And I did that full-time, and I sold that company to one of my partners just before I got into real estate. So that helped you transition into the real estate business then? That's correct. Okay, so why investment properties of anything you could invest in? Was it specifically because of those books you read, or was that something you had always been interested in? Uh, well, I mean, the, the why investment properties is, you know, how can I leverage $10,000 into a $200,000 investment? Right. I, I don't know anything else that yeah, I can do that in. <laughs> okay. So, and, and still have an asset back that, you know, if something does go wrong, you, st- you know, you sell it and, and, oh, look, you're still whole. Yeah, yeah. So for you, how much would you say of your business is your personal investing, and then how much would you say now is investing for other people or helping other people invest? Well, I only buy maybe three or four properties a year, and I wrote a, I firmed up on 111 contracts last year. So, Okay. So for you, what type of properties? I mean, you're doing investment properties. Can you give a scope for the listeners of what type of investments you're, you're dealing with? Sure. I mean, I do anything from single-family homes up to 50 to 100-unit apartment buildings. Uh, just recently did an office, 45,000 square feet of office uh, purchase. So you know what? If you can make money at it, and uh, and we can find it, then uh, we'll buy it or sell it, <laughs> or both, hopefully. <laughs> or both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for the investment side of things, what? I mean, other than the returns and the investment, why did you want to transition your business into that versus just doing residential strictly or anything like that? Well, to be honest with you, like I, I, as I said, I got my license to do my own deals, basically, and. Um, you know, it's um, people started to come to me because they knew I was an investor. Right. And they just said, hey, can you help us find an investment property? So it kind of transitioned from there. And, you know, that's kind of where my business has gone the whole time. So I'm, I'm about 70% investor business and about 30% uh, 30% residential. Okay. Now, do you want to transition more and more into that, or is that kind of a healthy ratio that you want to keep? Um. No, I want to transmit, transition more of my team into a residential business. Okay. 
uh, I mean, not that I see a cap on investor, um, but, you know, it, it, I think it's good to have a healthy mix. Okay. So now you said you had a team. Where are you at that, that wise for running your business? Uh, so I have um, one full-time assistant starting today. Okay. I had three part-time assistants before that. I've just hired my COO, chief operating officer. Okay. And I have two buyer agents who are just getting licensed, and I have one more that I'm interviewing today. Okay, perfect. So now you mentioned you were in the business for four years. What was your first year like then, would you say, just for people listening, just to get an idea of kind of where you came and uh, how you grew up? So like uh, numbers, like yeah. units, GTI, what? Yeah, and, and what 44, type of... Four, sorry, go ahead. Oh, 44 okay. deals, 220 GCI. Um, and I would say... I was probably 50-50 investor to residential. Okay. So for you, obviously, lead generation is an important thing for you. So what's the number one way that you that you generate leads for uh, investments? Uh, investments? So, I mean, obviously, on the listing side, it, it's definitely calling, um, asking, you know, referrals, calling up uh, calling up landlords. See, get, get a frustrated landlord. You can do a deal pretty quick. Um, and usually they're not so motivated by money. Right. Um, and then the other one for, for on the buyer and the seller side is networking. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, that's probably been my biggest source of business is networking. So what type of networking do you do? I, uh, I go to uh, investment networking events, real estate investment networking events. They're always on. Most of them are free. Yeah. So what? You could probably do them five days a week if you wanted to. What organizations and stuff like that are you part of then? So uh, I'm part of the Real Estate Investment Network and a couple of smaller ones. I run the Hamilton Investor Club. Right. And then there's like there's a Durham one, there's a York one, and we all and I speak at those ones as well. So. Okay. So one of the things for you, like that I know, I mean, you wrote, you've written a couple books or co-authored a couple books. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, my first book I actually wrote before I became a real estate agent was investing in rental properties. A complete Canadian guide. Okay. Um, and uh, obviously, I was doing a lot of rent owns back then. And then uh, the second book was Fix and Flip for Canadian Real Estate Investors. And um, yeah, I mean, I, that's more my strategy right now. Basically, I, I like to buy something that's a little rougher, fix it up a little bit, uh, refinance it, and rent it. Right. So they didn't really like the name of that at the publisher, but so they called it Fix and Flip. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, my my yeah. My strategy is to buy, reno, and refi. So would you say that your your books and those kind of things have helped you get more business, or does it solidify you as a professional? Like, what was the strategy for that, just to sell books, or was it to position yourself as that expert? Well, I mean, it's it's probably the best business card in the world you have, right? Absolutely. Um, it's instant credibility. People are just like, oh, why should I deal with you? Well, I've, written, I've, I've published two books. It's not even I've self-published. I've published two books through a publisher, and they're like, "Oh, well, you must know what you're talking about." Then. Right. So. so, for you, was that a a large chunk of your time to do that? Was it something you expected to do as well? Like earlier, did you pitch yourself co-authoring books? Was that something you were as part of your strategy? No. No. Basically, I was at an event and they said, "Sell us something nobody knows about you," and I said, "Well, I, I think I'm going to write a book." And they said, well, what's it going to be about? And I said, no idea. <laughs> and when's it going to be written? They said, within this time frame. And then I went about 
to figure out how to write a book. And how much time did so that take? Basically uh, that course was in like an that was October, and I think by February I had a contract to write a book. That's awesome. And I think that's one of the big important things about finding your niche is you are able to do that and you're able to position yourself as an expert. And it may not be writing a book, but it could be doing a course, it could be doing a certain type of training that people can specialize in and help separate you from the competition. And that's something that I guarantee you most investors anywhere, never mind in your market, won't have. Yeah. So now one of the things I know you do is you do investment seminars. You do those monthly? Yeah, every month. Okay, so what is that more to generate business? Is that more to connect with buyers and sellers? Like, what's your intention with that then? Yeah, all of the above. Uh, we do get new investors from it. Um, it's also to educate people. I mean, you know, the more they can be educated, the more properties they're going to buy. Right. It's also a, a, a form of uh, client retention, right? Because, I mean, investors will buy and buy and buy and buy, you know, so we, we want to keep them buying with us. Right. So, so, I mean, if we're, if we're in their face every month and talking to them, the chances they're going to buy with us again are pretty high. Right. And that was the question I was going to ask you is I know dealing with investors, a lot of times they, they'll deal with 10, 20 different agents and they just say, find me the best deal. So what do you do other than obviously the, the seminars to keep them in and, and keep them interested and keep them working with you? Well, I mean, I, I basically tell them, well, I mean, I, we sign a buyer agency with them. Because I tell them if you, if I if I if, if you commit to me, I'll commit to you, and that means I'll commit to giving you the deals that I that hit before they hit the market. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm networked with the other agents too, so they bring me the deals before they put it on the market too, because they know my guys close. And they'd rather do an easy deal than a deal that dies and another deal that dies. All right. Um, you know, because we all know that on a 1.2 million dollar building, maybe it's not the extra ten thousand dollars you can get, but the easy the deals. So right. Um, so I tell them, I mean, you, you get, you get the deal first through, through me. And, you know, I tell you, if, if, if you don't want to sign that contract, I mean, you know, I'll run everything through everybody I have first. And then, yeah, maybe at the end of the day, it'll still be available for when you want to come along and buy it. And, um, if not, then, you know, I mean, good luck. So. Yeah. And that's, a, I explain it to people too, is the deals that end up hitting the market are, have already been picked over by the people who are serious. So I know there's a lot of people who are part-time or wannabe investors who have no idea how it works and they think they're just going to go and find some great deal. And if you're not working with someone who knows the market and knows the investment properties, what they're getting is is not a good deal or the best deal that they could be getting. Yeah. And, and it's not really about getting maybe the best deal like like through me before. It's getting the, it's just, it's not having to fight for the deal. Right. They don't want to. You're still probably paying market value. Yeah, they just want to compete. Yeah. Okay, so for you, where do you see the future going? Obviously, you're starting your team now and getting it rolling. What do you want to do with that, and, and how does that tie into investing? Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's in, Investing in real estate is all about leverage. Building a team is all about leverage. So it's about leveraging your time and, and effort and building a business rather than entrepreneurship. So if I get hit by a, tra a train today, what would happen to my business? You'd give it right? to me, right? So, uh, <laughs> <kidding>. Sure. <laughs> um, but no, I, it, it, it's about building something that 
that will uh, goes on in perpetuity, right? That um, is, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inheritable or, or, or whatever that is. Um, generation, generational. Yeah, you want to you be able to pass it on and keep it going past you. Yeah. So then with the investment properties that you deal with, is there a certain specific type that you prefer that is the easiest for you or that you do the most of other than, I mean, you did a, you have a pretty broad range, but is there something that you really stick out as enjoying the most or do the most of? No, I like them all, to be honest with you. Um, I, you know, I've done a couple hundred thousand dollar deals. I, you know, I treat them all the same. You know, to me, they're all, they're all the same. A hundred thousand dollar deal or that $10 million deal I'm doing. You know, I, I look at, I treat everybody the same and uh, we do the same amount of due diligence, same amount of everything on them. Um, I just, I'm a deal junkie. I just like doing deals. Okay. Now, when you're doing any type of deal, is there, do you have a specific, like a formula or a way that you figure out deals or do you do it case by case or is it client by client? Well, it's definitely client by client. Um, I mean, it depends on what type of return they're looking for, but you know, I tell people when I talk to them, if I can't get you 20% return on your money, then I'm pretty much just going to quit. But um, I do have a, I do have a um, an Excel spreadsheet I use to calculate a return. Okay. It gives me cash on cash, gives me mortgage pay down, it gives me um, appreciation. So I use that, and uh, you know, usually usually most people like that uh, that formula. Okay. And that helps explain it to people if, if they maybe not know understand the the numbers that shows you a good way. Yeah, to, to... It, it really does break it down simply for them. Shows them every line, uh, shows them what's in every line, and and what the rationale behind it was. Okay. So now behind the scenes, I know especially with investing, it's important to have the right uh, partnerships and people to work with. Do you have a team of people that you that you work with on a regular basis? Of course. Um, you know, I have uh, probably five different property managers that I work with or that I refer. Um, you know, the uh, on, on the inf- investment side, mortgage brokers or you know um, are, are huge because you know they keep changing the rules. So you really need to deal with a mortgage broker who understands investment properties and who is an investor themselves because they're going to go look for the best the best uh, way way to do it really because. Most mortgage brokers will tell you, oh, I can only do four deals for you, where, the, where I have a guy who can probably get you to 15 or 16 as an individual. Right. And that, again, so, that comes with having that expertise and knowing the right people. Well, that's right. So, and knowing how, to, knowing how to set it up. Maybe it's not, it's not about getting the best interest rate right now, but it's about setting it up properly for down the line. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's most any type of investing is strategically long-term planning. I mean, you can go on a deal by deal basis, but it's got to fit into your portfolio and make it work as a whole. That's right. So then I know dealing with investors sometimes people have crazy pipe dreams of what they expect or what they want to get from an investment property. How do you deal with with buyers and sellers that have crazy expectations? Um, well, I'm, I I always take them on a tour. I, I typically find that you usually get some of that out. Um, and I just show them some of the stuff I've done and say, listen, if you want that type of return, this is what you're going to have to do. Are you willing to do that? You know, it's usually, it's usually a case of they need to, um, well, they need to do work. Right. You know, they, and then they're probably going to have to get dirty. They're probably going to have to buy something with, 
you know, a hoarder or bed bugs or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's and clean it up, right? You have to, to make a really good return. You got to clean up a problem that nobody else wants to clean up. Right. And that's where you make the biggest, biggest jump in your, in your investment. Yeah. So of your investors, do you have like a select few people that are your repeat, your preferred uh, clients then that feed a lot of your business? Um, well, like, to be honest with you, I mean, like, I think the most somebody bought last year was probably four deals. Okay. So it's pretty, maybe, sp- maybe. It's pretty spread out then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have guys that are doing like massive 10 or 20 deals at a time type thing. So. Right. Do you find that, uh, the type of the buyers or sellers that you're working with, are they experienced people? Are they people getting started? Are they kind of... They've got a property or two and they're trying to move up. Like, what, what would you say is your ideal or type of person that you work with? To be honest with you, I deal with all of them. Okay. Uh, brand new investors, um, people who are moving, just moving up, um, who have two or three properties, want to buy something a little bigger. And I deal with uh, institutional investors as well. So, Okay. So, on the commercial side of things, do you do a lot of commercial side? I mean, you mentioned a bit about that, but I mean, most of the stuff you do is is uh, rental properties, like. Uh, the, the, yeah, the vast amount of the volume of the 111 is. Uh, I'd say 10% are actually you know commercial properties, apartment buildings, or office, or um, or um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You do commercial leases and things like that. Uh no 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 no, no leases. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah. to, to give people a scope, just so they can understand, like how many deals you're doing versus the market, you're mostly most of your business is in Hamilton. Yeah. So, and Hamilton's about what's a, I think five hundred and fifty thousand people or something like that. Can about you that, yeah. kind of give an, a breakdown of the demographics of Hamilton so people can understand the kind of market you're in, just so they can understand. So demographics as an average house price. Yeah, and type of type of buyer, type of pr- properties that are around there. It's, a little bit different than Burlington or Oakville, which is close. Yeah, by. I mean, so average sale price in Hamilton's probably about two forty. Um, was that? Uh, uh, you know, it, it's it, the like the average. I think the average um, per capita income is about sixty eight, whereas in like Burlington it's about eighty, and you know Oakville is probably about ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So it's a little lower per capita income. Um, but I mean, that's where we see the opportunity is, is people moving into Hamilton right. and, and raising that per capita income and, and re, really rejuvenating the downtown core. And that's that's what I was going to say is it's it's more of an established area, so you you've got a lot of older buildings and a lot of different yeah. types of real estate. Whereas some of the newer areas that they they boomed, but they're all new subdivision homes, new urban type properties or sub sorry suburban type properties, but. Obviously, you're getting a lot of business, I'm guessing, from people coming out from the city. So if people don't know, Hamilton's about, I'd say, oh, how far from Toronto would you say? Half hour, hour? For 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes an hour. Yeah. So obviously, that's driving a lot of the investing now. Would... Yeah. I mean, I deal, I deal with a few locals, but most of my people are out of town. Toronto, Ottawa, uh, Montreal. But I, I mean, I'm getting a lot of people starting to move into to Hamilton from out of town, too, and I'm dealing with them, too. So Okay. So then, uh, obviously, that would put a different type of relationship, having someone not be close by. How do you deal with that than if someone's living in Ottawa or Toronto or whatever? Um, 
Are you actually uh, showing yeah, them the properties? Great things called telephones. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 come down and see. I mean, most ninety eight percent of people come and look at the properties before they put an offer. And there's some people who don't. Uh, and they just trust me, and I run the numbers. I tell them how much it's going to cost to fix, and maybe they'll get their property manager in before, or a contractor in before as well, uh, just for a second pair of eyes. And you know, they they make a conditional on inspection and financing, so they're comfortable with that. Yep. Okay. So, uh, why don't you tell us the the gold nugget, or if, if people are looking to get into investing and they want to do that as a as a business, what would you say would be some good advice for someone who's getting started, or even someone who does investing pro investing on a regular basis? What would be a good tip for them? I would get out to your local networking group. Uh, it's usually pretty inexpensive, uh, and just hang out with local investors. And then, I mean, you're gonna sit with net guys who own ten properties, who thirty properties. And, uh, you know, most 98% of them are, are, are good guys and just, you know, they'll, they'll want to help you out. Right. You know, they'll share all their knowledge with you and, um, and they'll just want to help you out. Okay. I'll ask you one question that I get asked a lot too is as a new agent or not as an experienced agent getting started in it, what's the best way to show your value then to an investor if they haven't done as many deals as you've done if they're trying to, trying to work with investors? What would you say is a good way to... Get in front of them. It's it's the same thing as if you're an investor and you're looking for joint venture partners. You show your experience. Okay. So, basically, I mean, if you're a new investor, a new investor agent, you want to go see everything that comes up on the market. And you want to run numbers on everything. So when something comes up, you know everything cold. So you're talking to somebody. You know what you're talking about. It's oh yeah, I did run through there. I estimated about twenty five thousand dollars worth of expenses. And uh, this is what I think the gross rents will be after, and blah blah blah. So it comes down to knowing your information. <laughs> knowing your information yeah. and just seeing it, seeing the product. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, just through my website, uh, MarkLawflerTeam.com. Can you spell it so people know? I know how to spell it, but other people might not. M A R K L O E is in Edward. Double F is in Frank. L E R Team. T-E-A-M.com. All right. Perfect. So thank you for being on the show, Mark. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll let you know when the, the episode's live and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Right. Thank you Thanks, very much. Ryan. Bye.